What is up, my wonderful, beautiful, fantastic people? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you hear this episode, it is going to be August 10th. You guys, my podcasts are a couple weeks, a couple months in advance, as you already know. Welcome, Wisdom App. I hope you guys have had a great week. Thank you, Facebook, Facebook Live is on here today, you guys. That's pretty awesome. And then, of course, we got the podcast audience. So today I want to talk to you guys about prophecy and blasphemy, all right? Those are a couple words I came across today you know, while I was reading and spending some time with the Lord. And I think it's important to talk about these words because we have to make this stuff relevant to us. Have you guys ever heard something? You're like, huh, you don't know what it means. So it doesn't do anything for you. Right. And I want to be a person in your life that helps make the word of God come alive for you and applicable. You can do something with it. There's nothing more frustrating than, you know, having like, okay, I want to be a Christian or I want to do this thing that you want to do, but you don't know how to do it. I remember one of my biggest complaints I had when, you know, I was kind of observing the Christian world before I became a Christian was I did not see any type of distinction between a Christian and a non-Christian. They all looked the same to me. I did not know what the difference was. And so I've been very, very passionate about that. You guys, it'll be 16 years in August that I've been following the Lord. And so I've learned some things over the years, you guys. I do spend time with the Lord every single day. Um, I think it's vital. It's important. The Lord says, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from him. And that's why I'm so passionate about daily encouragement because um, every day we're supposed to live off his words. And I, I shared with you guys last week, especially, you know, wisdom app, um, living off his words. You know, he says, he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no part of me. So living off of his words is living by the revelation, right? But you can't get revelation if you're not kind of reading his word and asking questions. Lord, what does this mean? How do I apply this to my life? You know, and and really start to um, engage with the information, right? The whole point is to take the reality of God and the reality of ourselves, and those two things are supposed to marry each other, okay? Um, but the, the sad thing is, is nobody really helps us or teaches us how to do that. You guys, I'm telling you, everything I'm sharing with you right now, I did not learn the traditional church. Um, after I had a huge fallout with my old fellowship that I was a part of for almost 10 years, I had to go through a very intense extreme healing process. Okay. And through that journey, all these things I share with you guys is the fruit of that journey. It was not the easiest journey I've ever taken. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was literally rebuilding myself from the inside out. And, you know, I can do another podcast or another video sharing with you guys more about that journey. Um, you guys be sure my devotional God willing is going to be coming out this it's, it's, it's going to be coming out this fall. It could be a little bit sooner. I'm thinking like September, October, and um, I walk you guys through the process of finding who you are. What I mean by that is your character, your values, your skills, your talents, um, everything that God's buried in the soil of your own heart. It's about digging up your own heart, the soil of your own life, confronting your barriers, your hurts, your pains, right? Those, those strongholds, all of that, you guys, I talk about so much and it's all from my own journey for the sake of you reflecting on your own life and implementing some of these tools I share with you guys in this devotional. It's a 93 day devotional. There's five appendixes. Um, I, I, I teach you guys how to establish your identity. I talk about all kinds of stuff, you guys. I cannot wait for you guys to get this in your hands. Um, I still do need help paying off the contract before they're working on the book, but once it's done, I still got to pay off 2,400 bucks. You guys, this is Trilogy Christian Publishing. They are the publishing company for TBN. You guys, TBN is that huge tell, you know, what is it? Uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network. They reach 1.6 million people per day. And um, I have an opportunity to get a commercial on TBN. That's 10,000 bucks. Yes, it's a lot of money, but 
but I believe that the things that God has poured inside my life can change people's lives and it can give you the perspective and the motivation you need to change your life. I heard that the other day from somebody. She goes, Ashley, you're going to help people want to change. And I thought that is beautiful because I believe in the core of every single heart. People want to grow. They want to advance. They want to bear fruit. But sometimes we're not always in the environments that are conducive to that. And I'll tell you that right now, the community that I was in, in the church community, it was not conducive to growth at all. It was very legalistic, uh, rules, rules, rules. And uh, nobody's really engaging with their heart. No, there wasn't a lot of authenticity and vulnerability and um, transparency going on. It was like, okay, am I doing the right thing before these people so I don't have to be judged or criticized or condemned or shamed, right? And I lived with those tapes playing inside of me. But you guys, I get into all of that in the book that's going to be coming out. So anyway, let's go ahead and pray really quick, you guys, and let's have this conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you give us revelation. Thank you, Lord, that your spirit is in us, your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And Lord, I just pray that people can tap in to your thoughts within their own heart. Lord, you are you are the Holy Spirit. You say you live in the heart of every believer. And I just pray more and more people would be courageous enough to look in their hearts where you are. I know a lot of people use the Jeremiah 17 scripture all the time. The heart is desperately, desperately wicked. Who can trust it? But Lord, the next verse says, I, the Lord, know it. Lord, we got to get real comfortable with you knowing us in our darkness and in, even in our light that you put in us, God. We're made in your image. We have skills, we have talents, we have abilities. And I just pray more and more people will get in touch with that, God. Get in touch with your grace, get in touch with your spirit, get in touch with your plans, get in touch with your healing and uh, all the good things you have planned for us, Lord. So I pray you guide and direct this conversation, Lord. I thank you so much for everyone who's listening today. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. So let me check something really quick on Facebook. I'm gonna make sure you guys can hear me okay. All right, nobody is on, but that's okay. You know what I've learned over the years? Um, even if nobody's watching, I'm still going to pour this stuff out because I believe at some point it's going to break through like a dam and people are going to realize the things I talk about are the things that you need in your life. Okay. So prophecy and blasphemy. Let's chat about that real quick. I was in first Timothy and at the very end of verse 18, it says this charge I commit to you, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously, previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, conscience, which some have, which some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered, had suffered shipwreck, of whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. You guys, this is loaded. All right, so let's back up a little bit. So he goes, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. Prophecy. I looked it up today. This is really important because I'm telling you right now, everybody does this in their life or they hear it. Okay. Prophecy. It means a prediction made under divine influence. That's the first definition is prop a prophecy, a prediction made under divine influence. So you make a prediction under divine influence, under the spirit of God, right? God can, God gives people the ability to make predictions based upon his spirit being inside of them. There's other scripture that talk about God doesn't do anything without letting his servants know. That's pretty incredible, honestly. Um, I'm like, Lord, give me some more of that. You know what I mean? Like, Lord, tell me what's happening, okay? So then the second definition says, loosely, any prediction. Any prediction is a prophecy. I want you to ask yourself, what predictions have you made in your life? You guys, this has been challenging me. I'm going to tell you right now in the context of my life. Okay, let's talk about tithing. How many people tithe their money? Right? Now, 
I have been tithing. I have tithed off and on the last 16 years. Um, when I first started going to church, um, I wasn't really tithing my money. And then finally I started doing that. And then there was a time where I wasn't tithing my money because I wasn't in the church. And I really reasoned with it. I was like, Lord, you know, I'm at home. We're doing our own thing. Um, we're doing home church. I don't need to tithe my money, right? And you guys, I'm telling you, God has a lot of mercy and grace for people. Um, I did not feel judged by the Lord at all in that time. Um, you know, I've, I've learned to get really comfortable with myself and my relationship with the Lord and just be honest with him about where I'm at and what I think about things. And, uh, you know, I've really got to experience a whole nother level of grace that I think so many people starve themselves from because they're not that vulnerable with God or open with him about wh what they think about things, right? And really, you want to get an aha moment, you want to get a revelation, be honest about what you think and what you're doing, right? Uh, without condemnation, blame, shame, or judgment. You guys, be sure to check out the earlier podcast episodes in 2020 because I talk about all that, what it is. Anyway, so a prediction. So tithing. You know how in Malachi, I think it is, it says that he was talking to Israel at the time and he was like telling people to pay their tithes and test me in this and I will pour out so much blessing. You won't have enough room to store it. You know, that's like the only time in the in the Old Testament that God tells people to test them with, with their money. And so I just remember, you know, tithing my money, but I did not anticipate God to do that. I wanted him to do that, but there, I wasn't really expecting that because you know what? It made me feel like I was entitled. Has anybody ever felt like they were, like they don't want to feel entitled, so they don't expect certain things? Oh man, you guys, I definitely have, have been down that road and I did, I've done that for a long time, especially, the, the, you know, I've shared with you guys a lot of my life and where I came from. And God forbid I ever feel entitled to anything, you know. Um, I've always wanted to uh, just do the work that it takes to make a, a fruitful life and, you know, go from there. And so anyway, um, entitlement, uh, how could I say it? Having an expectation for God to pour out so much blessing, I equated expectation with entitlement. And the, and the things I associate with entitlement don't feel good to me. They feel like I don't want it. So I push it off. Okay. So now I'm doing these things, but I'm not expecting a return. Okay. And down the road, I've realized that that is definitely not a helpful mindset to be in. And, and something came to my mind just the other day, and it was a farmer. When he plants a seed, does he not expect a harvest on his return? Does he not plant the seeds with the anticipation that he's going to grow food for himself and for other people? And I was like, you know what, Lord, I need to live with that type of expectation. Jesus says, give and it'll be given to you. And I remember, you know, back in December, I had a, a friend of mine I met on Facebook. She messaged me and she was like, Ashley, you know, she, she uh, had uh, given me a scripture that uh, she was like, hey, you know, the Lord wants you to read this, right? So I was like, okay. And you guys, that's another thing. I used to, how can I say this? I used to be very critical of people who would speak on behalf of the Lord like that. But as I, once I got out of the church and I started kind of like on my own journey, the Lord started kind of help re, how can you say it? Helping me unlearn certain patterns. And, um, I remember I was watching, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to, um, Eli Lasky on YouTube, um, prophetic drive time. The Lord has used him in a mighty way. He calls himself a prophet. And I used to feel, it almost felt very cringy to me. I'm like, who are these people that think they're speaking for God, right? You guys, I came from a church 
that we thought we were the church, like the elite group of people. And so there was a lot of pride and false humility. And uh, so, you know, and it was like, there was nobody else that were doing that was doing it right. We were the only ones doing it right. So anyone who wasn't in our like core group were wrong. And so anyway, um, I remember just like, I remember feeling a little uncomfortable with him saying that, but the things he was talking about were just so life-giving. It was really speaking to me. And I was like, you know, I was like, man, Lord, um, oh, that's what it was. I was kind of debating that whole thing. And it was like that scripture popped in my mind. It was like, you know, Ashley, there are people in the body of Christ that do play this role, right? So it was like, I had to get comfortable that there are people in the body of Christ that God uses to speak to people, you know, especially um, the prophecy side of it, as far as, uh, you know, what is a prediction made under divine influence. So anyway, tithing, not expecting a return. Okay. So I just realized, and then Jesus says, given will be given to you. I would give, but for me to be given to or expect that again, felt like entitlement. It felt really cringy to me. It didn't feel good. So anyway, prophecy loosely means any prediction. So think about all the predictions you make on your life on a daily basis. What do you predict about your day? What do you say about your life and the results you're going to have? You are literally prophesying over your own life. You guys ever hear that term self-fulfilling prophecy? right? You tell yourself something and then it happens, especially if it's bad. And then you're like, oh crap, because of what you're predicting. Think about all the so-called, I'm going to say so-called prophets, but they really are prophets. So, you know, prophets of the evil one, I suppose, uh, on the news. What the heck are they predicting? Right? All kinds of doom and gloom and, and all that kind of stuff. So any prediction, right, can be considered a prophecy. There's predictions underneath the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then there's predictions that are not under the, underneath the Holy Spirit, right? Because a spirit is a thought, an emotion, and a will. And guess what? There are all kinds of spirits out there. There's the Holy Spirit. There's the spirit of disobedience. Um, I've just learned recently there's the spirit of over-responsibility. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation, you guys, man. I've been, God's been really been digging into some stuff with me uh, the last few days. And I, I'm hoping after I unpack it a little bit more, I can share that with you guys. And I totally will. That's just That's just what I do. You know, I go through stuff with the Lord and I like to share it with other people so you guys can be equipped on this journey yourself. So anyway, that's what prophecy means. Any prediction. Okay. So let's move along here. So he goes, Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you. Now we don't really, I mean, I've read the Bible. Uh, maybe I wasn't necessarily paying attention, but I don't have a lot of details as far as the um, predictions that were made about Timothy, right? Concerning him. He was supposed to live by the predictions that people were having of him, by the prophecies previously made concerning you. He goes, that by them, you may wage the good warfare. Did you guys know that the predictions that you make can be used to, to fight the good fight? If you have a good prediction in your mind, right? If you are literally, if Jesus said, which he did say, he will bear much fruit, and you go out with that mentality, okay? That's gonna help you keep that in mind while things are coming against that word because there are going to be times the devil is a liar. That's what Jesus said. Number one, you gotta take your thoughts captive. Number two, he says the devil is a liar and he goes against everything that God says. He only speaks in his native tongue and it says he only speaks from his own resources. So that's another interesting thing is the enemy only speaks from his own resources. And you, you can think about how the enemy works through people, people who only speak through their own resources, don't do any other type of research, just kind of follow one mindset. That's that you're on, you're on the ledge, bro, right? You got to be able to test things. And 
I can do another podcast talking about that, you know, truth and how do you know something is truth. All right. So it says, um, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them, you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, right? So what is faith? Faith is your expectation. And a good conscience is a conscience is what you're aware of. Are you aware of good? Are you, are you pursuing good? You know, um, I've been thinking a lot about this over the last few days too, is our values that we carry our motivators. We have our core values we're living by right now. And then there's values that you can grow in and, and attain to. And you know, for me, it's hope and patience. I'm not a very patient person. You guys, I really am not. And, um, because I realized that I had this sort of mentality of sowing, but not expecting huge return. It's like, I got to wait. I got to work on the hope equation, right? Hope is a value. And I could, that reminds me, that could be a whole nother po podcast too. Um, I learned something very powerful in Brene Brown's book, uh, the gifts of imperfection, where she actually says hope is a mindset. And she, I will, I got to remember to do a podcast on that. I'm going to make a note of that right now. Do a podcast. And then, uh, what is truth, right? We got two podcasts coming out of this one already, right? So realizing those are the two values I need to grow in and kind of put at the top of my list in the season that I'm in right now. Um, the Lord has me doing a lot of things and I need to anticipate that I'm going and I need to predict, prophesy over myself that I'm going to have a good return, right? You should do the same thing. You serve a good God. And this is where blasphemy is going to come in right now. Let's talk about that really quick. This is a word that kind of gets thrown around in the church that for me, you guys, I'm like, I don't, I, I guess I always equated it with like not saying anything bad about God, which that is true to a degree, but I'm going to kind of turn it around a little bit too. I want you guys, we're going to look at this word from another perspective as well. So it says having faith and a good conscience, right? So what you're aware of is your consciousness, which some which some having rejected <laughs> concerning the faith. So some have rejected the good expectation, right? That good expectation, they've rejected it and have suffered shipwreck of whom are him and I, and Alexander, he's naming a couple people, he's name dropping, whom I delivered to Satan that they may learn not to blaspheme. Whoa, check this out. So let's look at what blasphemy means really quick, you guys. This is really, really important stuff to talk about. So, and I did a podcast on this, you guys, just a few weeks ago. Be sure to go check it out. It's called What is Blasphemy? And I talk about it from a whole nother angle. Blasphemy, evil or profane speaking of God, claiming the attributes of God. Okay. And then it says to speak in an impious or irrelevant manner of God or sacred things. You know what popped in my mind this morning? Grace is sacred. How many people... How can I say it? I'm going to say, especially in the church, there's this mindset that you can't talk about grace too much because it's fuzzy gospel and people are going to use it as a license to sin. And there's a lot of accusation towards other people in terms of grace and how it's supposed to work in somebody's life. But I'm telling you, you guys read the scripture it says we're only saved by grace. And this is how I like to look at grace. Grace is like a, is a, in a thought. You have to be able to make gra grace tangible for you to use it in the context of your life. And so I like to see grace as a thought at those aha moments. And so when you are going through something in your life and you're trying to figure out a problem or you feel stuck or whatever it is going on, whatever's trying to block your progress, if you have the Holy Spirit in you and you're talking to God about these things and you're asking him to help you and give you clarity and give you insight, even though sometimes 
Um, God will just humble us, you know. God gives grace to the humble. So, oh, Lord, you want buckets of grace? You want buckets of insight? You want buckets of aha moments? You got to get humble, baby. That is the, that is the, the what would you say? The, um, what am I thinking? The conduit that God uses to give you all the grace. So you want more aha moments? You got to be humble. You got to know your limitations. And that's all humility is, you guys. Let's not get it twisted that humility is this doormat Christianity, doormat mindset where people walk all over you. No, it's a healthy reminder of, I know my own limits. I know what I can and cannot do. You guys ever meet people that try to do above and beyond, then they get burned out, then they get cranky, then they get irritated and frustrated. And because they're taking on too much, they start blaming it out and taking it out on other people because they're not humble. They're really not humble. It's a false humility. Oh, you know, I, I got to do all these things. No, you don't. And that's the other thing I realized two years ago. How many people out there are doing too much and you are not really relying on on god to do anything right you guys get what i'm saying know your limits in a healthy way um and if you're not bearing fruit in your life learn learn the process anyway so where was i you guys i got off track a little bit there concerning faith have suffered shipwreck okay so i was talking about blasphemy taught not to blasphemy so it says to speak in an impious or irrelevant manner of god so impious means destitute of reverence for the divine character or will. So it means you don't have any reference for the divine character or will of God. No reference. No reference. Do you guys know what the will of God is? Does anybody know? The will of God is that people would be saved. It's very practical. It's very simple. However, how many people talk illy of the things that God uses to save people? It says God's kindness should lead you to repentance. Did you guys know that? God's kindness draws you in. Why is it when we start talking about kindness and love and grace and, and the other things that God is, people get uncomfortable with that, right? Now, is that not part of his character in, in nature though? His divine character, right? Is the kindness that he gives to people, the love that he has. That's who God is at his core is love. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it doesn't boast. It doesn't carry record of wrongs. It does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. That's the cool thing about God. God will never be resentful with you because he tells you clearly what he wants and what he expects. You want to know why you get resentful in your life? Because you don't tell people what you expect. You don't tell people what you need and what you expect. And because you don't communicate like God does, you're going to get frustrated. Well, that's just an indicator. You guys, I'm telling you, I was like that for a long time. My whole life up until eight years ago, I was that person who I, I would try to read other people and do what I thought they wanted to do without asking questions, you know? And that was really just a trauma response of living in the situation I did. I told you guys growing up that growing up in alcoholic dynamic is pretty chaotic. And I was getting so stressed as a, a five-year-old kid about it. When I started trying to get some relief for it, my mom was like, no, you can't do it that way. You can't talk to people at the school because they're going to take you, right? You're going to go to CPS and go get molested at some foster home or something. I sure the heck didn't want that. Right? So I learned to shut myself off what I needed, the ways I was solving my own problems. Did you guys know it is innate within the human heart to want to take initiative and solve your own problems, but it's the people outside of us that try to talk us out of it, that try to say, oh no, you can't do that. Have you ever had people in your life project onto you their own decisions, right? Oh, you can never do that. You guys, I had that happen when I got pregnant with my, my son when I was, you know, 15. 15, 16. I just turned 16. One month after I turned 16, I got pregnant. And uh, I don't know how many times people were telling me, oh, Ashley, you know, you're not going to be able to make it. You know, he's going to leave you and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Are you thinking about getting an abortion? Because people were projecting 
their thinking and experiences upon me. And that is what stunts people from taking their own initiative and making their own decisions. I was, I've been thinking about this too. If we want people to grow in their authority and their adulthood and make decisions, you gotta let them test their knowledge. And what I mean by that is you gotta let people talk. You gotta let people share what they know and what they think about things without constantly trying to uh, filter people or bumper guard. I, I say that all the time. Have you ever been in a church and you said something that could be kind of all along the lines of, ooh, I don't know if that's right or not. So they bumper guard it. They say, oh no. For example, we were talking about uh, enemies, right? And how it says, love your enemies. And I've learned over the years that loving your enemy doesn't mean having a relationship with them. And it doesn't mean um, being resentful and putting up with crap. Loving your enemies does not make you a doormat, right? Uh, loving your enemies is uh, your ability to set limits on people, to communicate, right? Um, did you guys know that God doesn't have personal relationships with his enemies? He loves people, but he has limits. He has his children, and then he has the enemies of God. You guys know what an enemy is? Anybody who opposes you. So if you oppose God, you could be an enemy of God. If you, if you oppose me, I, you could be considered my enemy, right? But that's why we got to be careful on who we define as our enemies. Because just because somebody's opposing you doesn't necessarily mean they're an enemy. It could be they're bringing to you a new perspective you've never heard that, you know, it could, that could be cognitive dissonance that you're experiencing at that point. I could do another podcast talking about that sometime. But anyway, I'm all over the place, you guys. So blasphemy, uh, irreverence, okay, to the manner of God, irreverence to the divine character or will. So are you, are you irreverent, irreverent to the kindness and the grace of God? And let's go over here to Matthew really quick, you guys, because um, I did I did a podcast on this, but I think it's important to point out. You guys remember when Jesus was accused of having a demon inside of him? You guys remember that? As, as, as uh, he goes, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Bezabul, the, the ruler of demons, right? They were saying, you're only doing these things because you're you're the one you serve is telling you to do it, right? Why would Satan, if he has a plan and he needs an army of united people to do his work, why would he have other people work against him, casting out other demons? Demons are all on Satan's team, right? Doesn't make any dang sense. Hold on just a second. What you need, baby? Hold on, you guys. I apologize. My daughter's in here. I, I told you I got to do podcasts and videos in real life. Did you have breakfast yet? Okay. Mom's doing her podcast. I'll be out. You got. You guys can watch TV. You just have to, you know, talk to each other and communicate. Like she wants to watch one show and somebody else wants to watch another show. Anyway, so where was I? Um. Okay. Casting out demons, right? So Jesus said, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or home divided against itself will not stand. You guys understand that, right? If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Bezalbub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, they shall be your judges. Oh my gosh. But if you, but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Right. And then he goes on and he was saying, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men, but the blasphemy against the spirit will not 
be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven either in this age or in the age to come. I thought it was very interesting that Jesus was talking about uh, a house divided against itself. And then he starts talking about blasphemy. Are you living in blasphemy with God? Are you divided against yourself? As the Spirit of God in you, he's trying to, uh, how would you say, woo you into a relationship with him draw you into his love and his kindness and his grace, completely restore you, make you a new creation to where you can talk about your past, where you've been, but it doesn't have no hold on you. You're completely unashamed, right? You're using your past as leverage as leverage to connect with other people and build relationships, level with people. Like, duh, we're all human, right? We've all done things. But how many of you are living in victim mentality, self-pity, condemnation, judgment, shame? That's not the Holy Spirit. You got two options. You can live by the Holy Spirit and be completely in line with what he's saying, right? Or you can be like, oh yeah, God, but danger. Okay. So based on what Jesus is talking about here in Matthew 12, blasphemy is way deeper than, than, oh, okay. I don't want to say anything bad about God. It's when you're living against the, the Holy Spirit within you, you're working against the good he wants to create in your life. Crazy, right? But you guys, we got to look at this stuff and make it real to us. We got to make sure that we are, you know, utilizing the grace of God and his spirit in us and actually moving forward into the people that he redeemed us to be. Okay. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you. Um, I just want to talk about that today. So you guys be careful what you speak over yourself. All right. Prophecy. What was it again? Let's look at it one more time. Any prediction. You've got two options. You're either going to get a prediction made under divine influence by the Holy Spirit, or you're going to live by any other prediction. That's not of what the Lord said, right? Think about what the Lord says, you guys. He's got a lot of good predictions for us. All right, y'all, I'm going to pop off here. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all your encouragement. Um, you guys be sure to check out the podcast, make a donation for the book. If you can, that would be awesome. Anyway, guys, I better pop off here. I'll talk to you next time.